0: And welcome, welcome, welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Dancing Librarian Mom Wife. Please forgive me. Um, There may be some technical issues um, as I go through this show because I bought a brand new microphone that I wanted to use for the show, and I'm trying it out. And when I normally record these podcasts, I do it from my phone using the podbean app and you know you can just easily go in there tap the the microphone start recording and save it and you know publish it all the same area well i have found out that on the web based um, site for podbean there is nowhere for you to just click record and start recording unless you go live And then you could only go live if you just go unlisted and then publish it anyway. I'm going way off topic. But saying all that to say, I'm trying to test this out because um, this microphone was a very good buy. I got it off of Amazon. I'm in this group on Facebook called Crazy Discount Codes. If you are not in that group, I highly recommend you becoming part of it if you want to be part of it let me know in the comments and i can add you to it uh just tell me i can add you to the group but it is a great group for anyone who loves amazon shopping like myself and they have more than just amazon they have like other sites um they have walgreens they have um, other sites that people themselves run but it's so many great deals on there like for example, this microphone on Amazon was originally $59.99. <clears throat> Excuse me. With the discount code, I got it for $19.49. Winning. Okay. And it's like I couldn't pass it up. Now, I've Like I said, I've been recording my podcast using my phone and my earpods. Or I have this other external microphone that I just plug into my phone. I was like, oh my God, that looks so much professional because it looks like one of those recording studio type mics for 19 bucks. And um, I couldn't pass it up. <laughs> I'm a sucker for deals. My, so my husband tells me I am a sucker for deals. If it sounds good, looks good, I'm going to probably try and get it and then be like, oh, why did I get this? So anyway, saying all that to say, i Figure out how to record this and be able to publish it and things like that. So, the online part is just a little bit different than my phone, so I'm still trying to work out those kinks and things. And as you know, the people who follow me, it's not many, but I love you all that do. Um, I, I, I leave this. I record my podcast. And I don't do much editing to it. The reason being is I want it to be as real and raw as I, as it could be not, not too not to ghetto in the sense of like, uh, streetcars in the background, kids yelling and screaming, no, but with all the flaws, because I feel like we have become a, a, a society or a world of making sure things are perfect, making sure everything is, you know, top notch when in reality that's just not how things are. Like there are gonna be flaws, there are gonna be um problems and, and just flaws. I should just keep sticking to that. Just flaws. There are gonna be flaws. So I I try to keep this podcast as as raw as I as I can. So that is saying things in the background. Now I hear my daughter's toys upstairs and I done told her to be quiet when I probably have to start going into my little closet room that I'd normally go in I was just being a little lazy this morning but speaking of which um let's start off today's t- I had like a lot of things I wanted to talk about today but I was like Caroline you got to keep this don't I don't want a long I didn't want long podcasts I try to keep my podcast with just me on it down to about 20 minutes when I invite a guest I let it go over but when it's just me, I try to keep it at 20 minutes because, you know, who wants to just sit here and listen to me all day, <laughs> spit out my opinions and things. But um, this past week, me and my son and my daughter went on a camping trip. Uh, we went to the Carolina Creek Christian summer camp. And originally, my daughter was going to go. I was going to let her go with her Girl Scout because the Girl Scouts are all affiliated with the church that we attend. And so uh, I was going to just let her go with the Girl Scout group. And then once I told her she was going, my son is like, Oh, I want to go too. Oh, you do? <laughs> Great. So I said, okay, well, let me see, you know, let me see Carter. So once I found out that the church was actually going as well, I said, okay, well, I'll just go with you because I wasn't um very comfortable with sitting him by himself on a camping trip with some people I didn't know because we go to to, to Farbrook, um, but we, we're not as involved as we should be considering how involved I was in the church and my last, in my home church. So be saying all that to say I was going to go with my child to make sure that, you know, he was safe and comfortable. (laughs) Well, little did I know that I probably, I I wouldn't end up even spending much time with my child because I had to manage, um, I had to chaperone the teenage girls, the fourth and fifth graders who went along. I was supposed to be originally with the Um, first and second graders, but then they moved me to the fourth and fifth graders because they needed a chaperone. And in my mind, I'm like, "Uh, teenagers, but then I'm like, Caroline, this is your opportunity to get more experience with working with this age group because you're about to be working with this age group in a month because now I'm moving to intermediate school, which are fifth and sixth graders. So basically these girls were going to the fifth or the sixth grade. So perfect opportunity, right? So, it taught me so much working with these girls that I did not realize I needed to be taught. It's like I'm starting all over with with my patience in children. Like I kind of have a thing with little kids. Like I know what to say, what to do and kind of keep them, you know, not working my nerves. Well, teenagers are different. Or I was just I shouldn't say teenagers. they were really all preteens whoa 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 (laughs) oh my god y'all these girls were so talkative so emotional so sporadic they had they to the to the point i told them i think y'all are worse than kindergartners They wouldn't stop asking questions. They wanted to know why, when, where, how, who. Oh my God! Just walk and learn. Let's see where we're going. We're going there now. When you get there, you'll figure it out. You'll find. It was so. It was so eye opening for me. And I gave. <laughs> I I made the joke of. Me giving these little small sermons to them along the way. I said, I'm reading from the book of Act Right. Y'all need to get it together. Stop asking all these questions. Uh, quit being so silly. Quit talking so much. Be respectful. Filt- My main thing was filter your words. Before it comes out of your mouth, think about what you're about to say and see if it either, number one, makes sense. Number two, is it going to offend anyone? And number three, have we already answered it? Don't just talk till we can hear you talk. We see you. We don't need to hear you. Like, it was so, it was so trying for me. Um, I was exhausted mentally and physically because um, the camp had a, uh airtight schedule of, ev- of activities for the kids to do. So... I did a lot of walking and a lot of fussing. <laughs> there was no cussing because I was at a Christian camp. But I was, it was two girls that went along with it. They were like my saving grace because they were a little bit older and more mature. Um, and they they just uh they helped me. <laughs> they really did. They were like my amen corner. I would tell the girls something, they would be like, yeah, like stop. Like. So, but I can say we we all grew because the camp was from Sunday to Thursday, y'all. That's another thing. I didn't realize how long the camp was before I signed up for it. <laughs> Jesus help us all! I was like, that's a long time. Why is it so long? Oh, my God. And this camp was very strict in their policies as far as eating and sleeping. They fed us meals. The meals were decent. Um, it was three meals a day with one snack at the end of the day. But they did not allow any snacks inside your cabins. And the cabins were air conditioned. I wouldn't even call it a cabin. They're like little mini houses or mini cottages with bunk beds. But there was air conditioned. So that's, a, that's you know, a luxury. But they didn't allow any snacks in your room because, they, did, of course, they didn't want ants and other that can crawl all over your roaches and things. Now, granted, I drove myself there, so I could have have my snacks in the car, and I didn't think about that Till my husband told me later, like, you should put your snacks in the car. I said, you know what, you're right, because I definitely would have went to my car and sat in there and ate a snack because the way they had us eating dinner at four in the afternoon, four in the afternoon? Four o'clock is usually when we're getting home from school. Dinner didn't start at about 6.30. So eating at 4 was like, what in the world? So by the time it's the end of the night, you're like starving. They gave you like a little snack at like 7.30 at night. And the snack was like goldfish in like a small pack. Or Cheez-Its in the smallest Cheez-Its pack ever. I'm like, where did I get this small pack from? Whatever, did a big pack? It was, yeah, Anyway. And then lights out at nine. And the first night, it was hard because there's there's no TVs or nothing, so you're just quiet. And none of the girls could bring their phones. That was another problem. Nobody could bring any type of devices. I mean, except adults, like I could have my phone, but I couldn't, I mean, I wouldn't go sit there and just watch my phone. Plus there was no service. Oh my God, like I couldn't talk to my husband on the phone. I had to only text him. I'm way off topic, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm going to get back on topic in a minute. Granted, I'm 12 minutes in, but I had to go through the story really quick. So, long story short, <laughs> I, the, me and the girls, we all grew. by the end of the trip, um, we all talked about how how everyone has impacted us during the week. How you know we we um have bonded in different ways, some more than others, and what we took away from it. And eventually, I took away a lot of appreciation for my own kids and how I've raised them. And then patience, patience, patience. Um, not everyone is like you, not everyone is like your kids. And you, you, you know, uh, it's just, it takes, takes a village. And these new these new preteens have have are just different. Social media has um, I wouldn't say poisoned their minds, but it has made them think that the way you should act or behave is okay because you see it on YouTube or you see it on TikTok. No everything is not a joke. Everything is not a prank. Everything is not funny. Like there's times where you need to be serious. There's times where you need to be respectful and, and understand that is very important in, in, in lead, leading your life. Um, so I was happy that my daughter got the respectful award. Her camp counselor told me how, respectful and great she was the entire time like your daughter's been so sweet and helpful to all the girls here she was in the 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 littlest group the kinder and first grade group and i mean she has been so great like i've had no problems out of her i'm like pat on the back to me thank you much Uh, (laughs) because if y'all know how she acted at home y'all be like what But she knows how to turn it on and off. She reminds me so much of myself. It's scary because I was the same way. I would cut up at home and then get out in public and you wouldn't know who I was. (laughs) Total angel. But that was our last week's trip. And um, I had already pre-recorded my podcast so that it could go ahead and air on Thursday. But that's what we were doing last week. And uh, I'm grateful for it. There were some other issues that came up on the camp which kind of can lead me into my next topic that I'm gonna talk about. But the camp uh, itself, the people running it are majority, majority, (laughs) they are um, majority white uh, people. Um, And the, the church I go to is predominantly black. So to have all these black people come into this predominantly white camp could be a culture shock for many okay i give them that um now there were you know there was a sprinkle of us black there because one girl she was one of the main um head uh counselors she was black and her found out that she has 16 siblings and they're all from the same parents and she was the oldest and she was 23 <laughs> they just had a baby like some months ago, I said, whoa, okay, off topic. But it was her and I think two of her brothers was working there. And it was maybe like two or three other more Black counselors. Total, I would say there were probably like eight Black camp counselors. And I think I gave them two too many. But to see all these Black people and Black kids at this predominantly White camp, it it can be a culture shock. However, it's 2021. We just went through all this stuff with you know um george floyd and uh uh um lord i'm drawing a blank but like the black lives matter movement and things where we should all be we should all have educated ourselves on being around different cultures and if we it shouldn't have taken the whole black lives matter george floyd type stuff to for it to happen it should have been you should have been educated yourself on dealing with black culture or just other cultures. But uh, there were some statements that were made by another camp counselor that was told to me, which basically stated that they were not used to, well, he in particular, wasn't used to having an all, well, having inner city kids, all inner city kids in his cabin. But he said it like as in a joking, like, oh my God, I've never been, I had like all like, all black, um, you know, cabin with just all with all like inner city kids, and it made me like clutch my pearls. Like, what? These are not inner city kids. <laughs> when I think inner city, I'm thinking uh, not the ones we took. The kids who are, you know, don't come from where these kids came from. These kids were so suburban. <laughs> These kids are so privileged that you don't even understand the half of it. They don't, what? They don't know about going without, they get everything. They go to one of probably, you know, some of the best of the best schools. They eat all, you know, get anything they want. They have tablets, devices, and they are very privileged kids. These are not, they're outer city kids. What you mean inner city? No inner city, you know, in my thinking, you know, you, you usually lump the inner city kids with those students who, you know, maybe come from a single parent home or low income housing or things of that nature. But some kids we took, oh no, 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 no. They don't even know what inner city, they don't even know where the city is because they stay on the outskirts. Okay. In their own little towns and parts. So when he said that, I was like, so that was a nice little judgment made, assuming that we are from the inner city when we're not. Because we the camp was outside of, way out, it was in Huntsville. So, and then we noticed at the end of the night, they had like a keynote speaker, and I'm um, not keynote speaker, keynote keynote uh, presentation. And they would ask for volunteers, and they kept asking for all the white kids. They wouldn't ask for any of the black kids. Mind you, we took at least 100 of something black kids. You never asked for one either. We were there for four nights. They finally asked for the on the last night for two of them, and that was because it was brought to their attention that they hadn't asked for any of them since we've been there. And it was like, did y'all not realize that? Like these kids paid, just like these other kids paid. We might be a group, but we still paid our money to come. So give them the same respect. These kids noticed it. They were asking, why? Why they don't call us? You know, it's blatantly obvious, you know. So that goes into what this book I've been reading. Well, I just finished it. I I feel ashamed that it took me so long to read it. But again, life got in my way. It's called um, How to Be a Better Black Friend by Frederick Joseph. If you haven't read it, it's a really quick, easy read. Go get it. I shouldn't say quick, easy when it took me very long to read it. But That's because life got in my way but it is a, it's a good read. And it's basically, um, no, sorry, not how to be a better black friend. I'm sorry. (laughs) How to be a better white friend, um, by Frederick Joseph. And he's basically wrote this book for white people to know things that you should, should, should not say and do how you can help the change of, um, system, system systemic racism and things like that like what you can do as a white person to make this country better for all minorities um and one of the things he stated um, one of the things that has stuck out in my mind was a story where um he talked about how he he was uh being bullied in school and um he had he it was him and two other of his friends they were being bullied the entire time because they were kind of like geeky. Okay, it was one of his friends was white, one of his friends was black. Well, they they started shoplifting at some of the women's stores for these girls who were like the mean girls. But one day, the they gave them some um, they gave them uh, um, some of the stuff that they shoplifted for a shirt that the girl had wanted, and then the girls started being nice to them and stopped bullying them. As long as they were bringing them stuff, the girls were nice to them. So his grandmother found out he was doing it. Grandma said, you better not ever do that again. You know what could happen to you if they found out you were stealing. like bad things could happen to you. It won't happen to Ryan. Ryan was his wife friend. But you and, I forgot the other friend's name, y'all don't get the same treatment. Um, well, come to find out, he, went, he, he told his grandmother he wouldn't do it anymore. But he ended up doing it one last time. And he got caught, and the security guards, of course, caught him and not his other friend Ryan, who was the white white boy. And when they, the security guards, asked his white friend if he knew, if they like, did you do you know him? He told him no. They the, his friend told him told them no. He didn't know them, and he walked away. And I was like, wow, you know, like whoa. And he learned then, like you know. I just can't do what everybody else does. I have to watch what I do because I am different. I am black. I have an automatic scarlet letter on my face, arms and legs because I am black. I have, you know, this is, it's, it's hard to say that because we didn't pick the skin, <laughs> but people judge us for it. Like it's so bad. So, um, and then speaking on that, I was also um, watching Team Mom. Uh, I think it's Team Mom OG. I forgot which 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 season, but with the season was um, the girl Ashley, and her and her mom and her boyfriend, they were and that. They were all talking about some things that she's been getting online, as far as you know, hate hate messages about her race, about her color of skin, and basically. They were saying things like, I hope you get raped and your daughter is you know, talking about her child and it's all stemming from because she's black. And she's like, I just hate the fact that I have to teach my child at an early age, at some point, I'm gonna have to let her know things that she can and can't do because she is black or how she should behave so that things won't happen, hopefully. And that led me to thinking about something that has happened recently to um, innocence to not to me, but it was to one of my child, to my daughter. She doesn't know what happened to her because I never told her. And I'm glad it didn't happen to her in her face because I would have had to explain to her. You know, you know, honey, this is just kind of how things probably are going to be for a while. I mean, not for a while. This is just how things are. are. Um, Don't know why people subconsciously are, are being racist and they don't even realize it. (laughs) Like, okay. So basically, um, there was a birthday party that was had by, um, uh, one of my daughter's, um, acquaintances and everyone who was invited, my daughter knows, but my daughter wasn't invited. And I was looking through the pictures because this person is my friend on Facebook. And so as I'm looking through the pictures, I'm like, wait a minute, everybody in this circle was invited except my daughter? And granted, my daughter is the only black girl in this friends group. So I'm like, no, I'm tripping. Maybe, you know, I'm tripping. So I went back and looked again. I'm like, no way that she wasn't invited to this birthday party. Yes, it's only a birthday party, that shouldn't be anything in my concern. But I'm thinking like, what if, you know, they got together and it was brought up and my daughter realized that she was the only one who didn't go to this birthday party. I already know she'd have been like, they didn't invite me. Like that's, and I know this parent, I'm hoping, I shouldn't say I know, I'm hoping that this parent didn't invite my daughter because she didn't have my number (laughs) but you my Facebook friend if you could have messaged me you had just seen me two days prior to posting these pictures and so I was like oh it was almost like a a slap in my face like yep this is you know (laughs) this is real like when you think that people are good, and I'm not saying this person is bad, but when you think that, you know, there are some white people out here in this world who don't quote unquote see color and can and get just um be united, something like this happens and makes you be like everybody's the same. They're all the same. They're all the same. And, and in my mind, I'm like, if my daughter would have found this out, oh, my God. I don't feel like – I don't want to have to tell her about race and things. That's why, I mean, I, I tell her how beautiful she is, is as a brown girl, you know, and she shouldn't worry about how anybody else looks and this and that and the third. But something like out of what I'm, I'm going to say about 12 girls – Ten, nine were all invited. Because there were other, there was two other ones that were not on the picture. And I chopped that up to they were never really cool with everybody. Like, they weren't very included with the whole group anyway. And I I was trying to reason, like, maybe because we don't live over there. No, because they don't live over there either. Or maybe because they don't go to the same school. Wait, she didn't go to any of those schools. Like, I was really trying to piece together. And I just can't chalk it up to you weren't supposed to be invited. They were not comfortable with having you there. And sometimes that might be what it is. You're not comfortable with having that one (laughs) different one, quote unquote, black child at your child's birthday party. Because then you have to explain to all the people, how do you know them? You have to explain. And maybe you don't want to feel like explaining. But it's funny when it comes to us as black people, we have no problem inviting anybody to our events. I will invite everybody. White, black, Hispanic, Asian, it don't matter. Come on. If you show up, you show up. If you don't, you don't. My daughter's birthday parties have been a big melting pot of different cultures. And there's never a well, how do you know them? It's just okay, hey, hi sweetie. Why can't that be why can't the why can't that be reciprocated? Why can't that be reciprocated? I don't know. But it's frustrating. Um I hate that it happened. Now I'm almost like um hesitant in dealing with <laughs> Anybody, but cause, but I I just keep saying they're all not like that. I should not blame them all for that that person's actions. That was just someone who's basically insecure with with herself of being around other races. Period. So I'm going to stop there. I had some other topics, but I don't want to. Like I said, I don't want to make this go any longer. So I will have to pick up my other topics next week. But um. I did a lot of self reflecting from last week at the camp and that situation with the birthday party. I've done a lot and I just uh wanna say guys, let's just keep pushing to you know, love each other no matter what. Oh my god, if you know me, you know I don't I don't care what you are. <laughs> as long as you're nice and kind, I'm gonna be I'm gonna reciprocate that but it's just getting so tiring. It's so tiring to try to validate why we are important. It's tiring. So I hope everyone has a great uh, week and um, I will be back next week for another episode of the Dance Library Mom Wife. Bye guys.